Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. I'm Mark Hyde. And Chris Fuller. And on today's episode of Real Talk Christian, we are talking about cultural Christianity versus biblical Christianity. In other words, can you be a Christian but still live in, amongst, and alongside culture while still being a devoted follower of Jesus? Fuller, you ready? Let's go. Thank you for joining us at Real Talk Christian, a place where real Christians talk about real issues impacting the community and the world as it pertains to Christians. Now here are your hosts, Mark Hyde and Chris Fuller. You know... Oh, you beat me again. I'm sorry. You know, I noticed that we... S- <laughs> We say our name in the beginning of the podcast. Right, right. And then Janiel says it again, like in the intro. <laughs> She's like, here's your host, Mark Heidinger. I'm like, Just Wait, in case you need to hear it again. It's a double time. <laughs> Just in case you need to hear it again. But I was going to tell you a joke. All right, go for I'm it, I'm going to tell you a knock-knock joke. All right. All right, you start it. You start the joke. I did. No, start the knock-knock joke. Knock-knock. Who's there? I don't know. That's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Dad Jokes on Real Talk Christian. <laughs> no, totally just kidding. Even though we talked about doing one of those dad joke offs. We did. Like the the don't laugh. The don't laugh dad like joke challenges. And okay, so confession. I stayed up way too late last night watching those. They're pretty funny, they're, actually. They're hilarious. Yeah, they're pretty good. Like they're just corny as well. Like some out. of them are not so nice. So yeah, but some you of them. I want to watch them around your kids. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's, there's some church ones though. There, there's some really good there's some, ones. There's some funny. But then church there's some ones. like I watched one with Samuel L. Jackson that was not so good. <laughs> no offense to Samuel L. or his fans. Like just, The Rock and Kevin Hart doing it would be hilarious. Oh yeah, that would be. But a good definitely one. not PJ. Have you? <laughs> okay, never mind. I'm gonna save that rabbit trail for another day. <laughs> All right. Let's continue on. <laughs> Anyways, what uh, what coffee are we drinking tonight? Dude, okay, so at time of recording, it's almost 11 on a Saturday night, and yeah. I still have to work before church tomorrow morning. I got to get stuff ready to go. <laughs> so your boy's drinking Tim Horton's decaf again, dude. I'm drinking. Out of my RTC cup. Out of my RTC cup. Yeah, our, our RTC my cup, which we, we mentioned last week. Yep. Um, they hopefully in the next six to eight months will be available for I was trying public. to slurp, but it didn't go well. You trying to? It's like, oh. like the. I didn't have enough left. I drank it like, dude. I'm empty. Well, that's because we talked for like 45 minutes I'm, before I'm we empty. hit the record button. <laughs> yeah, you're drinking. Are you drinking Peruvian coffee right now, or yes. is that the yes, Costa the per- Rican? No, the Peruvian. So, what do you think between the Peru and the Costa Rican blends? I think I like this one. The Peru is my favorite out of that box. Yeah, this is pretty good. In case people are wondering, Fuller's drinking fair trade coffee from. Aldi's. Yay. Those are all these cake cows, dude. I, that's all I that's all I drink is the fair trade stuff from there. If you get the Peruvian whole beans. Although that sounds good. Here, it's someone from Peru. I talked with a guy from Peru and he said it's not the same, but it's actually not bad. So an actual hmm. local Peruvian who grew up there, who is here in South Bend, said, Yeah, the Aldi's Peruvian coffee is actually not bad. Well, I so, know in the next month or two, we're going to be drinking RTC coffee. Yo! Roast that stuff. Let's, Let's go. go. I almost said roast that crap, but don't roast crap. That, that <laughs> smell bad. 
Don't. I'm, that's the cat poo co- coffee. <laughs> <laughs> the Minnesota mayor from last episode. No, no. Uh, talk. Be nice and no poo poo no, talk. No poo poo talk. That's what it is. No poopy, poopy, poopy talk. No poopy talk yeah. with your cat poop. Co- Anywho, dude. Anyways. Let's jump in, man. Let's not waste any time. Let's do it. So, since the beginning of time, in the beginning, since the beginning of time, I feel like I'm about to start laying before time, but since the beginning of time, <laughs> Honestly, let's just be honest. There's always been a culture war. Christians, or I would say this, not necessarily Christians, but God-fearers, God-followers, Yahweh followers, Israelites. Believers. Believers, whatever you want to call it. So God's chosen. Um, yeah, we'll just say it. Followers of God versus unbelievers. In our lifetime, and honestly, since the beginning of America, Christianity, or at least, quote-unquote, Christian values— because some people want to debate if America was a Christian nation or not, the founding, have been at play, no question asked. Absolutely right. no question asked. But in today's day and age, we are entering into a what's called, and what's being called a, not being called, I said be called twice, but it's being deemed a post-Christian world. And What f- what does that mean, Mark? Okay, so... What's a, what's a post-Christian world? Well, it's after Christian. So, okay, no, so so here's the easiest way to explain it. So this has already happened all over Europe. Europe is a 100% post-Christian Where nation. the churches are museums now, basically. Or anything because, now, yeah. their restaurants, whatever. Um, and then Canada is actually also now officially listed as a post-Christian really? nation. In America, we are, the, the Gen Zs are considered the first post-Christian generation. Canada, they're all post-Christian Europe has been years. So basically what a post-Christian nation is, is the fact of for at least for America, Gen Z is the first generation where their parents did not grow up in church, us millennials. Or not even us millennials, but the generation like yeah, us millennials and the generation right above us is the fact of these kids, Gen Zs, have no church background. Hmm. They were not taught in the Christian faith. If you talk to them about God, they don't know who you're talking about. If you talk to them about Jesus, they're like, they, they might not even know who Jesus is. Or if they do, they have a very bad idea of what it is. Right. And in fact, um, post-Christian nations see Christianity as more of a detriment to society than hmm. a beneficial or a help. Not even Because before, even if they were believers or not, right. there was no question of Christians helped. I mean, if you look at every single hospital, mm-hmm. even even looking look look here in South Bend, we have St. Joe, which is a Catholic hospital. But then there is another Catholic hospital. There's massive Methodist hospitals down south. There's a massive Baptist hospital. So right. uh, tons of of these places were started by Christians. Orphanages were started by Christians. Every major Ivy Ivy school was founded to train pastors. Mm-hmm. Um, there was absolutely even women's suffrage was because of Christians and um, abolish of slavery right. was Christians who who were the main pushers of that. So there was no question that Christianity was not a detriment society. It was a no, no, they're big help. I just don't want to. I just don't believe it. Right. Rather than no, I don't believe it. And in fact, we need to rid our country of these Christians because they're a bunch of bigoted, mean spirited you know, egocentric people who are making it a worse place. Hmm. So so um, America is now entering a stage where we will soon be a post-Christian nation is what the tra- is what the trend's going. It won't be in the, the it most likely won't be in our lifetime. But maybe in our kids' but lifetime. But in our kids' lifetime. So so right now Canada is considered post Christian as well as all of Europe. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So 
Um, so today's day and age, we are entering into a post-Christian world. So uh, actually, yeah, and then, then I explain it. But basically, um, just, just to reiterate a little bit in a more concise way. So a post-Christian world is a world w- where those are becoming adults did not grow up with any church, Jesus, God, or whatever. In years past, many people would go to church or at least know that there was a God, but needed to be introduced to Jesus. And now this is the kicker. Now culture is beginning at a place where there is no God. Um, so I kind of want to set the stage here for a little bit because this is something that I actually realized when I was a teenager. Um, this is going back stories a little bit. Um, at the school I grew up with in, this, in the church I was a part of, the answer was always you would walk up to someone and say, well, do you know where you're going to go where you die? Right. Like, like when you die, do you know who you're going to go to? And they're going to be like, no, and I don't really care either. Or, it's, oh, you're going to face God. And they're like, no, it's not because God's not real. Right. Um, when you look back at a lot of the Billy, not, not even Billy Graham, but like Billy Sunday, like way back oh, like yeah. in the 20s. And right. uh, was it the 20s was Billy Sunday? 20s or 30s, I so, think. Somewhere yeah. around there. Billy Sunday, old school revivalist. Right, because that's actually... Fun fact: That's one of the people that Billy Graham influenced. Billy Graham's life correct, with correct. Billy yeah, Sunday. yeah. And Billy Graham got his start what back in the fifties. Uh, yes, I think mid fifties was when he started really starting like making started his, his, his preaching tent, circuits, tent, tent, revive, tent revivals. Man. And his dad was an evangelist too, which right. is super cool. Yeah. Um, but it's more the fact of those evangelists way back in the day just had to say basically. Turn and burn, or turn or burn, <laughs> yeah, like right. turn and burn. That'd be bad. Um, but the fact of it, all they really had to say was just the fact of you're a sinner. You know they're a sinner. You know you can be right before There's God. There's a God so who go saved you, yeah. And they're like, yeah, you're right. And now it's like, bro, science already proved there isn't a God. So I don't know why you're wasting your time. So we have to even start at a different place in evangelism. We got to start with the fact of no. How did the world? even start like right. like what what's the cause for all the problems yeah we have to start from have. the beginning like have and have to, to prove start. that there is a god first and this is where the ken ham arguments come from is right. the, he's been arguing this for years of you gotta begin with uh, the creation right. apologetic which is super cool right um but that's so, a that would be a good podcast a by good the way yeah. we should do that sometime anyways continue on write that down secretary Gotcha. That doesn't exist. I'm, I'm on it. But, oh, we have a secretary. His name is Chris Fuller. Look at that. But the question, though, is the fact of culture is beginning at a place where there is no God. So the question is, is what do we as Christians do? I'll, I'll, yeah. I can edit that. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, you know, I think you need to define the culture first. A little bit better. Okay, and if you disagree, well, so D- I, define I, your I, points of culture. I, have, I don't want to. I, I don't want to jump. Definition. I don't want to jump the gun on right. what I think Christians should do until you till you hit that point. You know, because I can see it, but others. Then we might have a different definition of what culture actually right, is. Exactly. So okay. define so, define culture for us first. Okay, so this is not my quote. This is a quote um, from another guy, and he said that, and it was it was un like an it was a blog post and no name, and I. This was pretty cool. So uh, the quote is, we use the term culture to refer to the common ideas, feelings, and values that guide community and personal behavior that organize and regulates what the group thinks, feels, and does about a higher being, the world, and humanity in general. So it refers to the common ideas, feelings, and values that basically dictate what we do about all areas of life. Okay. Physical world, spiritual world. What do you think? Do you think that's a good enough one to bounce off of? 
yeah, I'm mulling it over. The gears are turning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of give people your your two opinions of the two camps that are yeah. out there okay. right now. So, um, so going off that definition of culture refers to common ideas, feeling of values. What should Christians do? Um, and, and this is more of, of my thought. I mean, I was reading do so many blog posts, dude. There's oh, here's five, one, here's eight, here's twenty, not really twenty, but here's two, here's one. Right. And so, so this was kind of more of of a, okay, Mark, what do I see in culture and for Christians? And so I, I kind of see two camps right now. Okay, um, the one camp is Christianity is against culture and the fact of. It's bad. It's awful. No matter what happens, we can't do it. Um, and that, the fact of we have to fight that culture. That's almost like the the Amish community. Yeah, 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 exactly. So the fact of, or I would even say bubble Christianity, like you're really, really conservative right. normally results in Baptist right. people, or even, like even Pentecostal. You, you totally reject all culture. You reject all of culture, right. so you create your own culture inside right. of yourself to keep the... Keep the Keep the bad out and keep the good in. Right. It's it's that whole. It's going to sound bad, but it's almost cultish. Okay, I don't want to use that word, but that's the picture that I but, have in my mind. Yeah, I, of, I guess when when I read it and and hear you talking about it, it yeah, it's the Amish community of no outsiders. Type correct, of thing. correct, correct. No, and if you want to be with us, you first have to conform to. You got to conform do. to what we do and right. what we believe and what we say in order to be entered into the community because we want to keep the bad out. Right. Um, so th- that's the 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 one side of the equation, and then the other one is where Christianity mirrors the culture. So in other words, like you know, culture is amoral. It it's culture's not right or wrong. It just is. So anything short of sin, let's embrace it. Okay. So so rather than reject it, let's just jump full speed into it because so, culture is so culture. So morals are – it's amoral. It, yeah. Uh, so it's culture, words, culture isn't bad or good. That's what you're saying. That's that other side of the that, equation. It, okay. Uh, so what, what camp do you fall in, Mark? Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm gearing up to go. I, feel, I'm, I apologize to whoever ears we just busted on. <laughs> I watched that on GarageBand just peak. Um, honestly, I mean, I don't think there's any question that I fall more on the Christianity mirrors culture side. So, so we'll say option one, option two, you're, you're more option two. Like put it this way. I intentionally chose what I wore on stage Christmas Sunday, very intentionally. Okay. And part of that's my three wing two back to the Enneagrams. I care about how I look. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but uh, uh, but yeah, so, but if I had the money, oh yeah, ex- I'd be having the drip on my feet, and I'd explain, be having the yeah, shoes. Explain, yeah, explain why. That. Explain why you lean more to, well, not lean more. You are the second option type. See, person. see, it's it's so different when you're like Mark. What do you think? And then Fuller, it's like, <laughs> hey Fuller, what do you think Mark is? Like, it's a whole different, whole different because you because you're different because you don't care about at all what people think about no. you. You are gonna do what you go and do, right. and whether you like it or not. I, sorry, I, that's the way it is. You know. The discussion that was happening before we hit the record button for this was I kind of fall in the middle but lean more to option one-ish, mm. but not to the cult status Right, is where I'm at. Right. I'm uh, like the guy that would walk in like looking like a mountain man to like a business meeting and wouldn't care. <laughs> you would look like Kristoff walking into the royal wedding. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'd be his own wedding because they're getting I'd, No, I'd probably wear like flannels, you know, flannel shirt and like suspenders yeah, like, 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 like a lumberjack walking into like yeah like 
like go, some going to meet setting. Queen Elizabeth or something. Right. And me, I look, I look good. Like, let's just put it that yeah. way. But so, so why I fall into camp too? I mean, there's multiple reasons. I mean, the biggest one though is the fact of, I mean, it's no question. I'm a mainstream type guy. Like that's my personality. So what's in right now is, is normally is not something I go really like that's, that's in. There are some things where I go, huh? But that's just because some people are just weird. Um, but like I think TikTok is pretty dope. <laughs> I think TikTok is super dope. Okay. I'm just gonna say it. Um, Even but, the word "dope" is like. Yeah, I say. All I the mean, time. although that's kind of not trending at the moment. You're kind of outdated with that one. See, it is in your old age. You're it is, more like but me. but I know all the. I mean, I know all the other terms and phrases. But in one sense, I don't know if it's because I'm a youth pastor, so I have to like. And I don't want to get old. <laughs> I, I don't want to be 30. You're going to be one of those like grandpas who are like, yo, kids, what's up? That's dope for real. Like, dog. It's like Michael Scott <laughs> when he's wearing that bandana. And yeah. it's like you're trying to That's going to be you, man. It's going to be me. Yep. No, but it's more the fact of if I want, this is this is the, the line where I've drawn it myself, is if I want to reach people in culture, I want to be able to be able to do that and a be meet them where they are, I guess is the best thing. So I want to be able to, to be involved in culture and such enough where, yeah, I can step into people's lives and I'm not this weird person stepping in. Cause it's almost like, you know, like, 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 like picture it this way. You're in this one big thing. And then like, you know, like if I just walk in, like I'm totally normal, I fit in with the crowd. It's Mm -hmm. totally okay. But I'll have conversations. People go, "Oh wait, so 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 you're a Christian?" Oh, that's pretty. I'm not. This is not at the brothel or at the at the strip club. <laughs> I'm doing this, but you know, like at the coffee shops, right? Um, at places where people hang out, the the common the common areas or whatnot. It's but it's you know. Then you got like this person who walks in, and if someone walks in in Amish garb, all of a sudden it's like all eyes on them. Like they're they're weird. They're not a part of this. Like they're not normal. Right. I guess for lack of a better word. Okay. So I guess the one thing is the fact of if I want to speak into culture, I want to know where culture's at. I guess yeah, for lack of a better I, word. I, and I and I again I'm mainstream. Like I like I grew up in, in northwest Indiana, right outside of Gary, which Gary's a very hip hop basketball culture group. So I mm-hmm. had all the shoes, man. I had the Iversons, the T Max, I'm the Andy I'm, ones that are at Walmart now. I had and I, no, I had and ones when they were like 125 a pop, man. Like I got a job when I was 14. So They're like 15 bucks at Walmart 15 now. 15 bucks they fall apart. <laughs> uh, I mean, even right now, like I mean, I, I still wear T Mac relaunches. Um, my indoor soccer shoes are bright freaking red, and I've so I just bought those. Yeah. Um, it was always yellow before that. It, it was more the fact of I was too poor, or my money all went to Chick Fil A, so it doesn't all go to shoes. So I'm not, I'm never going to be featured on preaching the sneakers. Like it's just what it is. But at the same time, though, yeah, I, I want to fit in with culture. I want to okay. be able to step into the culture to be able to speak into culture because I'm there. Okay. If that makes sense. I, I I see where you're coming from. I do. I, I get you. There's a but. I, There's I a have, but. There's I a have but. an issue uh, with saying that culture isn't bad, so let's embrace it. I have an issue no, no, that. no! I didn't say if just be, culture isn't bad. I say as long as I don't sin. Well, yeah, like 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 Craig Rochelle yeah. with Life Church says, we will do anything short of sin to tell people about Jesus. Y- yeah, I I I, f- I feel where you're at with that. Mm-hmm. I get you. I I don't know if I see it that way. Like I said, I'm more. I lean more to option one. Why? I'm like middle, but a little bit more option one. Like, like, uh, like what do you mean? 
I, I believe um, being culturally minded now, um, the culture of the day is very self-centered. It's mm. what do I look like? What do I smell like? How do I dress? What are my shoes? What shoes am I wearing? What person am I well, carrying? Even the brand, like so, Hydroflask, you right. got to have the real like, brand. To me, Disco Girl. Um, I've got several issues with that. One, it's it's focusing more on me, and two, um, for me, I'm not. This is this is all my opinion and why I live my life the way I do. Um, but to me, it wouldn't be a good steward of my money if I'm if I'm dropping, you know, two hundred dollars on a pair of sneakers when I could go to and get a you know sixty dollar pair of Pumas and take the other hundred and forty and put it towards missions. Right, you know, <laughs> now you're David Platt. So, so to me, it's it's. Uh, no, I will say this: I, I'm not the pastor who drops the two hundred. No, no, and that's what I'm. I'm just I'm speaking for myself. As as I'm, not, I'm as I'm having my iPhone 11 in my hand with my MacBook next yeah, to me. Yeah, I got iPad the iPhone open. 8 Plus, and it's just because it's got the big screen. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're old. So yeah, well, no, it, but yes and no, <laughs> mm-hmm. but. Uh, uh, to me, I, I I feel like Christians should stand out a little bit, but not in a so much of physical sense. Um, if we're if by physical being like the way you look, right? Yeah, right. Or you know the words that I use, I, I don't have to go around saying, uh, and I hope they're not swear words because I don't really understand what they mean. But like fleek, you know. You don't, don't know, know what, what that, that means. I don't know what the word fleek means. I didn't know what the goat bro, was until bro. I started talking to you about bro, it. On fleek is already gone. Like I, if you say that, you, you you're dating. Like you don't say on fleek anymore. I, I have no idea. I like bay. You I got I, that I don't drip. What, you got the drip. I, I don't know what any of that means. Like you got the drip. To me, like to me, I like the English language, like the one that's in the dictionary, like not the one that they add every year because people make up <laughs> words. Like frenemy, like, I remember when frenemy got into the yeah, dictionary. like that to me. It, it, yeah, I just I I don't see the purpose of that. Um, so so, c- I'm I not going to go to a business meeting and talk like that in front of people. I'm not going to go tell people about Jesus and be like, "Yo, bro, that's dope." You know, that's just not me. And I'm not speaking against anybody that does that. I'm just saying that's not because me. I do that. Well, yeah, yeah, you drop dope a lot. I do, in other 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 terms. So let me ask you this then, because like I'm actually like scrolling through preachers and stinkers right, right. now. Oh my There's goodness. also uh, prophets and watches too. To me, which but but so why? So, what's the purpose of it? No, I will say this like like what what what's the purpose? I, I want to know what the reasoning is behind. Like I'm going to take pictures of my sneakers or my watches. Like well, I will say preachers and sneakers is it's more the fact that people are just living their life, and then someone takes a screenshot and then says how much the shoe costs or the sweatshirt or yeah, but belts it, or whatever. Again, they're going out and buying it, but you know why? What what's the purpose of wearing these expensive clothes or these expensive shoes? Right, like like this one like, pastor. Um, I won't say who, but it's like you know she's got some Yeezys. He's got some. Ooh, he's got the Jordan One Retro, like the white and the yellow. But then, like, their bags, like, that bag doesn't even have, a, like, they took the price tag off of it. But that fanny pack cost $2,000. But see, like, to me, they're material things. Right. Like, $600 for some Gucci shoes, $500 for a to, Louis Vuitton belt. To me, that's the stuff the rich young ruler would have wore. Air Prestos, like, not, off-white. You, you didn't hear anything I just said, did you? Yes, it's like the rich young ruler. Yeah. You said and, the rich young ruler. And, and what was he told? He was told that it's easier 
uh, for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to go th- enter into But the when of God. he said that I've, I've followed all of these things since my youth, what right. was the next thing that Jesus told him to do? Sell all your possessions and follow me. And why would Jesus say that? Because he loved his money and his stuff more than actually what it meant to follow Jesus. Yes. And I think also he wasn't a good steward of what God had already given him. Right. And he could have helped a lot of other people by selling all of his stuff. One, I don't no, believe. No, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with I you. don't believe that God ever works on one level. Right. I believe that God, when He speaks something, there's several different things He could be pointing at at the same right. time. <laughs> like when something happens to you, there's a lesson to be learned. It could be like eight lessons plus two more lessons for <laughs> Joe Schmo down the road, and right. six more lessons for Jason over here, and right. you know whatever. So it's you know God is above our thoughts and uh, and and we can't fully ever understand his ways right. or who he is on this earth. Um, so you got to got to kind of expect there's probably a little bit more behind the statement that Jesus said. Obviously the main one was yes, love of money. Um, he didn't fully love Christ. Right. And that's why he said it. But I just look at other th- aspects of that that passage like hey, you're not fisc- fiscally responsible. You could be helping the poor out, mm-hmm. but instead you're you got all the money you're saving up. It's like the storehouses, you know. They talk about storing up everything here on this earth. You can't take it with you, right? You know, what's the point of it? So right. So so I'm a rebuttal. This is not a rebuttal off me. This is a rebuttal offered off of other people who okay. who, are, who are part of this. So it's uh, at what point does that stop though? So it's like okay, for example, like uh, so so there's a pastor I follow, uh, Chad Veach, one of the best communicators ever, man. He's out. Mm-hmm. He's He's in L.A. Like, they actually rent out a old theater in L.A. Right. So to fit in with that L.A. culture, you know, you got the Biebs, you got Hollywood, you got all these different things. So he looks the part, man. Like, he looks like a mega church pastor. Like, he just does. He right. looks the part. Um, but he loves Jesus, and he preaches Jesus mm-hmm. hard. I mean, it's phenomenal. His books are amazing, all these different things. And and so for on the one side, you know, he's like, he's... Would would people even listen to him if he if he didn't at least like oh like like he's one of us so let's right. let's listen to him because he is one of us. But then on the flip side, there's also the the thing where it's the fact of <coughs> at what point do you become a monk and get rid of everything? Because you know it's the fact of like you know like like uh, okay so my my. I always buy the year behind on clearance because it's more the fact of I didn't want I I didn't have a lot of money so right. I I still got my T Max but it wasn't until the next year like when the, when the threes guy dropped I bought the twos yeah, that's uh, how I buy my cell phones right like, a year or two after the new ones drop then I can get the old one. usually I do but I got connections so that was nice <laughs> and that's the thing too like, I got connections like right. I have the, yeah, I have no. the iPhone 11 because I have I'm, connections so so there's the other side of the flip side where it's like okay at what point do you tell person oh well. Why'd you buy the 120 J's when you could have bought the $80 ones from last year? Well, why are you wearing $80 J's when you could have gone to Walmart and buy 20 bucks? Well, why are you wearing that when you could have bought some 99 cent flip flops at Old Navy? Why right. are you wearing shoes? Right. Like, you, you know what I mean? No, I, I hear what you're saying. So at what point is it a heart? I mean, it, it goes all back to the heart. It all goes back to a heart issue. And the rich young ruler, I don't think, was as much about his money as it that, was his love of money and, that's, and the heart condition. So that, behind that's what I'm, you know? I'm getting ready to, to go exactly back to that point. And I will say Rick Warren is a so, great example because he lives off the reverse tithing principle. He looks like a Joe Schmo. He lives so, off of 10% and tithe 90. So but, um, if you look at, 
giving is a whole different subject. So I'm not. I'm just gonna. Okay, I'm, okay, I'm gonna okay. touch on this, and then I'm gonna come back to the rich young ruler. So if we think about the the old lit woman who gave what was it two mites? Oh, it was, it was pennies. It yeah. was it was barely nothing. She gave yeah. she gave all she had. Right. Right. It, it's a heart condition. Right. Okay. So the Pharisee go, gave a ton, but it was it was right. dro- not even a drop of the bucket. Right. Exactly. So we go back to the virtual young ruler and, and his love of money. Uh, it becomes an issue when you're more worried about what you look like than spreading the word of Jesus mm. and showing the love of Jesus. If I come up to you with my Gucci's on and all this other stuff, and you're a bum on the street, how much do you think that bum's really going to listen to you? Right. But if I approach him as a regular Joe Schmo, and maybe reach him a little bit, you know what I'm right, saying? Right, right, right. But that's the same reverse answer to the rich people in L.A. or Portland or I, and, and I get that. And but the D.C. like pastors wear suits over there. It goes back to the heart condition, right? Or what are they doing it for? Are they doing it because they want to look good? Mm-hmm. You know, profits and watches. They get the watches. Who needs that type of watch? I mean, really. You don't need that. Type of- <laughs> he raised his hand so high. No, no I don't want those watches. You don't need like Apple a Rolex watch, that's like five or ten grand or something. Like that's just that's my car, bro. Like if you're doing that, it's not to reach the culture. You're doing that because it makes you feel good about you, mm. right? More, I would say so. more than likely. Yeah. Ooh, I just peeked there. I'm sorry about that for your ears, but um, yeah, I, I would say it all comes back to the heart. Uh, Yes, you and I both agree, you know, you become a Roman to win a Roman. Right. To a point. You you go with the intention. You become the Roman to to a point with the intention of sharing the gospel, not to bring glory to yourself or not to make yourself feel good about you. Okay. Like there that's where I'm So I'm so at. so before going, I at least want to read that verse so we can get that passage yeah, in go context. For it, buddy. Uh first Corinthians nine, nineteen to twenty three says this. For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win the more. And to the Jew I became a Jew, that I might win Jews. To those who are under the law, as under the law, so that I might win those who are under the law. And he was mainly referring to, in my opinion, circumcision with that one, which... Yeah, or the the old laws. Right, or the old laws, yeah. Um, To those who are without the law, as without the law, and in parentheses, not being without law towards God, but under law towards Christ, right. um, that I might win those who are without the law. To the weak I became as weak, and to win those who are weak. I become all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. Now this I do for the gospel's sake, that I may be partaker of it with you. So this is a verse that a lot of people use, where it's like, hey, if you want to reach the culture that you're trying to infiltrate, go look like the culture and 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 to a that, point that point and so you know like like for example like i hopefully don't be mad at me about this but it's like for example i mean you got tattoos already yours yep. are yours yep. are personal though right like your tattoos are for you yep um and you got janiel's name yeah on i got janiel's name i've got my favorite the base- kids no i don't have the kids i have my favorite baseball team and then my um it's a celtic indian tattoo that i had some it's a, a friend vibe. a friend of mine draw up for my heritage of Irish and right, and, and yeah. see, those are for you though. So, like the tattoo right. that I want is it, it's for me. It, it's the uh, it's the Cairo, which is the the first two letters of Jesus' name in Greek, and right. it's the X with the P above it. Right. Um, it's 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 a really cool shot. 
Um, but I want it to be there, but also have Alpha and Omega, and then a Victor's wreath saying right. like he's like Jesus Christ is the Alpha, the Omega, mm-hmm. the Lord, ruler, Victor of all. Right. Um, and I want that as a reminder to me on my form. Remember who do I follow? But I have had so many gospel conversations. Mm-hmm. Me just walking on someone, hey. Well, that's a story behind your tattoo, man. And it's yeah. like, okay, so if if people, if I'm doing that just to get to know people's story, and, and we've had people come to our church because of that, right? I'm like, how much more could I have a gospel opportunity? Someone says, hey, Mark, so what's that on your forearm? Well, buckle up. Yeah, let, you let about me tell to, you why. You about to be Jesus. Yeah. And, and I've had other people argue where it's like, oh, well, how much influence are you going to lose as a pastor with having a tattoo mm. on your forearm? And and that's that's why I don't have one yet. But then I asked the question of how many opportunities am I losing because I there's, don't. There's there's a fine you know? line. Well, you have to be careful with all things, okay? Because there's a point where you can become too willy nilly, and a point where you can become too legalistic with things. Remember, I'm I'm a true millennial. What's willy nilly? Willy nilly means like uh, it's kind of like what we were talking about before we recorded. Of um, I'm free to do whatever I want. Oh, oh yeah, willy nilly. Yep. And then there's. The For the record, I do know what willy nilly means. But. <laughs> I don't think you did. <laughs> okay, Boomer. Uh, hey, okay, uh, Boomer. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Is there? Can you call me something even older? I'm okay with that. <laughs> I don't want to be a little millennial. But anyways, <laughs> going back, go, going back to it. <laughs> but oh yeah, so all um, willy nilly. Yep. You know, with the with the um, object lesson of tattoos. Okay, I I. I did not I did not get my tattoos for the reason you're talking about. I got my tattoos for a selfish reason because I like them and they meant something to me here on this earth. You know, mm-hmm. um, yep. my two I got when I wasn't following Christ, and then the one I got a Janiel. Um, it was mixed reasons that I got that, but I, I you know I had just come back to to recently following Christ when Janiel and I got together. And for me, it was like the best way I could know to show my loyalty to Janiel, to kind of remove all doubt. Like, hey, I just tattooed your name on my body. It's there forever. How like, did she take that? Um, she uh, she was unsure about it, but she went with me when I got it done. Mm, like, really? Like, but to me, I mean, my my tattoo says Janiel forever, my love. Like to me, it was a statement. We were only dating at the time, but it was like, I know I'm supposed to marry you. Like, this is how committed I am to you. Yeah, I, we weren't even engaged when I got it. Like it was like, Whoa. yeah, I don't recommend anybody do it. Like, <laughs> but to me, I knew there was no looking back. So that was just my. That's why I always say if something ever happens to Janiel, uh, you gotta find another Janiel. <laughs> no, I, I'll never get remarried nope. again because she is forever my love. Hmm. Like that's that's Which my cool. wife. That's you know, doesn't matter what happens. Um, I will always love her, and I know that she's the one that God has for me. And so, yeah. But that's the story behind that. That was a big rabbit trail. So let me ask you this. I mean, this is going to be a longer episode, but I'll be okay. Um, but I get what you're saying with the tattoos right. is what I'm, I'm, I'm alluding to here is that right. I get that it's a good icebreaker. And this is even I thought was interesting, too. So I was reading a blog post about how the Apostle Paul used culture in his preaching. Like, we, mm-hmm. we know the obvious one is in Acts 17 where he said, hey, even your own poets say this. Um, it's when he was describing the uh, the the shrine, I guess for lack of a better word, the shrine to the unknown God. And right. he was saying, hey, do you know who that is? Nope, well, I do, so let me tell you about him. And it was the fact that he said, for uh, 
here it is. So Acts 17, 28 says, For in him we live and move and have our being, as also some of your own poets have said, we are all also his offspring. Um, and so uh, Dr. Cargill, I'm not exactly sure who that is, it's just, just from some research, said that this is a direct quote from the poet Eratus of Soli, who wrote some 300 years before Paul about the unknown God, who said, for we are also his offspring. So the apostle Paul knew culture. He knew he was step what he was stepping right. into. And and the other thing too is he was at Athens. He was in Greece. Paul was a Roman and he knew, you know, Greece history. And there's even um, a lot more places where when the apostle Paul would use certain phrases, those were actually cultural phrases that those people would have known that Paul redeemed. Right. So um I, I don't have the list in front of me. I wish I did, but there was like five other quotes that the Apostle Paul said in Scripture where someone actually made a connection of, oh, this person said in, in culture, they said this thing that was similar to what Paul said, and it was years before Paul, or it was around the same time as Paul, and all these different things. Mm-hmm. And I, so I was reading all the comments, and Christians were like, the Apostle Paul only, only ever wrote Scripture, and this, that, and the other. But I'm like, no, you can't argue the fact that Paul knew the culture he was stepping into, and he took full advantage of the culture. Right. But this is also the same guy who said, you know, Offer your body as living sacrifice. Don't conform to the pattern of the world. And he even says, don't you know you should not be unequally yoked with an unbeliever? It's not okay. Like, this is the same guy who said, we're called to be separate from the world, to not be conformed by the world. Right. But it's the same dude that was using the world to impact his culture. So that that makes me beg the question of, at what point is it okay to say we're separate, but at the same time, it's like, I'm going to use culture to to reach the culture itself Mm -hmm. i think that's kind of where the 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 question lies yeah i think that the 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 defining line is where's your heart at you know that's that's really gonna solidify what's what's culturally i I can do this acceptably that's not sinful Mm. and no i probably shouldn't i should probably be the opposite because we are called to be a light in the darkness. Right. And sometimes um, I, I believe that you can't have culture without people. We had this discussion before. Right, right, yeah, because so, culture is made up of the people. Right, yeah. So the ideas, everything of culture is made by people, therefore right. it is people. Um, and we know... And that's why I say culture is more amoral because people are sinners right. who create a sinful type culture. of culture. Right. Culture is just the result of the people. Right, yeah. So I, you know, it, it it depends on where your heart's at, mm. and I think that's that's one thing that um, Paul was alluding to, and that not being without law toward God, but under law toward Christ, is that there is a standard for Christians, and that standard is where's your heart? Just like we talked about with the rich young ruler, where was his heart at during that that period when he had that discussion? Um, so it is a it, it's very important to check your heart before you you know, go out and buy that Rolex or, you know, mm. saying, hey, I'm doing this for Jesus, but are you really? Are you really doing it for Jesus? Are you doing it for yourself? You're doing it so people look at you? Um, you know, are you listening to that music because you want to be known as the cool person? Are you talking a certain way because you you, you want to be that cool person? You want to fit in? Um, you know, are you at work, you know, or at school or, you know, hanging out with your friends or hanging out with your loved ones? 
and there's certain conversations that are going on and you jump in because you don't want to be looked at as the person that's left out. You're, you know, that's the culture, you know, there's definitely got to be a, a, a stout line. And I'm not saying it's got to be like a sinful conversation that they're, you're jumping into. It could be just not a, one that's pleasing to God, mm-hmm. you know, yep. <laughs> there's one, one of those gray area ones. Yeah. I don't know if this really has my why would you. Right. Exactly. So, um, where's your heart at when you're jumping into the culture? We mm-hmm. are called to go into the world, um, to preach the gospel, take the good news to the world. Part of that's being in the culture. Mm-hmm. And regardless if you're alive today, you're at least in some way, part of this day and age's culture, whether the car you're driving the gas you're putting in the car, like, you know, food the you're eating. The stores you go yeah, to. Because yeah. 200 years ago, there was no preservatives in the food like there are today. So that's part of the culture change and, you know, health nuts and non-health nuts and all the stuff that's going on. But there is culture and everything that surrounds us. It's just how far do we take conforming to the culture uh, and what is our heart behind it, I guess is what mine. No, no, that, that makes sense. It's... I have, I have two thoughts and a, and a question that to, to, to kind of start laying the plane. Um, the, the one thing that I get very nervous about with Christians, this mm-hmm. is, this is this, I'll say, this is me berating the people who want to go look, lock themselves in their bunkers until Jesus comes back. Right. You know, there's been, or there's been so many times where they want to avoid culture at so much that even when culture is correct, they still won't jump on board. Right. Um, like, I actually wrote down four different things. I talked about that at the beginning of what should Christians do when culture is actually correct and we are not. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the big ones was slavery. Mm-hmm. The denomination that we're a part of split because the Southern Baptists wanted to keep their slaves, and biblically they believe owning slaves was okay because the Bible talked about it. Right. And they didn't say get rid of your slaves. They didn't say own slaves. It says since uh, you slaves do this in such no, a way. No, it said treat your slaves respectively and, and the slaves obey your masters, and that's what it talked about scripturally. Right, and so then. they actually did that with the fact of, um, okay, so, the, so we should have it, when it's like, no, you should no, not be right. owning a man. Like, are you freaking kidding me? And right. so the so the main people who actually um, led the, the, the even human rights in that, in that slavery stuff mm-hmm. were Christians. I mean, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Right. Uh, oh, my goodness. Come on, Mark. What's his name? Uh, Another African American pastor, uh, Frederick Douglass. Yes. So he was he was another Christian. Yes. Um, the guy from England, uh, who the 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 whole movie, amazing was it Amazing Grace? Was that the oh, movie? Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, um, I forget his name, but yeah he's oh, man, he he was name? also a Christian. Yeah. Um, and so all these different people were believers, and they said no, we all even the Constitution with the fact of. All men are created equal right. has a Christian value to it, um, or a deist value at least. So it's the fact of culture was saying slavery slavery is not right. So there were actually I, I was I was reading about this Southern Baptist pastors who preached from their pulpits and they got kicked out. So they would cross the river, mm. and they were the first stop in the Underground Railroad because mm. they said, you know what, this is wrong, and we're going to stand up against it. Right. Uh, same with women's suffrage. In fact. Feminism is built on the backs of Christianity. I'll be bold enough to say that. Because before Christianity, if you look at the ancient Rome and ancient cultures and all the different things, women were no more than property. And the Apostle Paul said, no, 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 women, you are also just as valued. You are equal as man in God's eyes. Not in... Not in 
but culture took it too far. Right. Well, <laughs> that's I'm where feminism there, comes, comes from. There, right. But it's the fact of Christianity, and this is why so many Christian or uh, so many women flock to Christianity because they're like, wow, there's a God out there who loves me. I'm not just a piece of meat and right. trash. Because before, wives were just meant to have babies. They weren't meant to, you know, actually right. be in They weren't even life. allowed to discuss in business affairs and no. stuff like that back in, in the times of Christ. No, I not mean, at all. Yeah. Not at all. And in fact, when you read the the early church's um, writings about how many people were involved in worship services, they actually wrote down the number of widows. Mm. And that was unstinking heard of back in the day. Right. And so so Christians with women's suffrage, with women voting, Christians were on the backs of those of giving women a voice and education, all these different things. And so feminism, I will be bold enough to say, is built on the backs of Christianity. Um, same with... To a point. Fem- well, I'd say feminism f- takes it too far. Oh, it takes it I, way too far. I won't say feminism. I would say... I don't Equal- want to say built e- on equality, the equality, equal women's right. equality is Correct. built on the backs of Christianity. I'm just saying, feminist- feminism is like anti-guy, anti-God. Oh, exactly. So you have to define. But those I'm saying feminism would those. never have existed without Christians, in terms of the platform it is now. Yes, but, to, but a we, yeah. to a point. Yeah, yeah I got you. Um, but also, uh, even like sex, sex slavery, like yeah, rescuing right. people. That that's a Christian move. Uh, medicine overseas, like the main people who are in the work camp or in the in the um, immigration refugee w- camps are actually Southern Baptists, right? Um, just helping people out, saying like we so, could be here for Jesus, and even modern day hospitals. So l- let me you you've hit some really good points here, but I'm I'm, I'm I guess I'm misunderstanding your question. Oh, that was that was that was my thought. It's just the fact of what should Christians do when the culture is actually correct, but we are not. Well, you just name things that really Christians have started right right so the fact of so we are in, in today's culture what happens if we see culture and it's like it goes against what we're comfortable with but could be correct and I, I don't have anything in mind i'm just saying in general like do we then align ourselves with culture since the fact of mm, no like we're not we're supposed to be not, not in the world but not of it so we're yeah, back yeah. here hiding in our little bubble yeah I, I get what you're saying yeah you, should we stay back at the compound Right, right. You know, I, I got what you're saying, and I, I would, my response would be, no, with a slight yes. Okay. <laughs> Just, um, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. It's all about the heart, right? You know, um, if the culture is saying it's really cool to go jump off a bridge, am I going to do it? No, it's kind of stupid. Uh, if the culture is saying, um, hey, drink more coffee. Well I, you know, well, I mean, bigger. Issues. I might do it for Jesus. <laughs> like, like even uh, like, like one right now, and we won't go into it. But like the, a big issue is global warming mm-hmm. with millennials. Like that's the biggest issue right now. So should we as Christians start thinking, oh, maybe I should take better care of our Earth that God has given us, or we're going to hell in a handbasket anyway? So let's just use it till we're dead. Use it and abuse it, right? I, you know, I th- uh, yeah. To me. To answer this question and sum it up real quick, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're because I want to hit on that <laughs> real fast. We're called to have dominion over the earth, right? Right. We're responsible, right? So therefore, being irresponsible is not what we're called to have done from the beginning, right? From what Adam was called and his sons and his sons and his and so on and so forth, all the way down to us. So I think we do need to be responsible to a point. I think the global warming and some of the stuff, they take it too far again. It's, it's just like we talked about with the feminism, you know, yes and no, <laughs> you know, yes, we should take care of it, but it can be taken too far. Mm-hmm. 
So that's just that's my thought on yeah. Uh, no, no, just, just a but thought. But no, yeah. So it all it all to me it all ties back to what is the heart behind the culture? You know, I I know from a culture standpoint, from the people that really make up and say the the cool things, you know, People Magazine and Time Magazine, oh, and, yep. you know, this is the trending and that's what people are following. That's where the culture gets stirred up from these, the elite class is what I'm going to call it. You know, your actors, your songwriters, oh, yeah, stuff yeah, of like course. that. That's you know, that, that, those, are, those are the people that set the trends, set the culture. Um, their, their trend and their culture um, more than likely is not going to be founded on Hey, God told me, or I feel like this is pleasing to God to do this. More than likely, it's, it's not that. That's not their heart behind it. Now, what is so? You need to decide what your heart, as a Christian, as a believer, is behind it. How far can you go to conforming with the culture uh, before it's no longer about Christ? It's about you mm. and what makes you feel good, or what makes it accept you. You be accepted in certain situations, certain crowds. Um, I think if that's where your heart's at, you're doing it for the wrong reason. For me, uh, my heart is I can reach people in a pair of jeans and a T-shirt. And if I can't, well, somebody else like Mark is going to be able to reach him with his... his my drip and my flat bills. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and his dope talk. So. <laughs> so, so, so let me end it with this question then. In your mind, what is the Christian's role in culture? If we're called to... And we fit on this in other episodes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll bring the other episodes in. Where what does it mean? And I encourage you to go back to listen to "In the World, Not of the World," or you know, already not in it, but for it, all right. these us versus them type thing. Like we have, we've we've had those. Types we've of had several, yeah. Like yeah. the would Jesus smoke pot? You know, yeah. all all these conversations we've had. But what would you say is the Christian's role in culture, or, or what would say maybe more personal for you? What do you believe a Christian's role in culture is? Like Matthew five sixteen. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good work and glorify your Father in heaven. That that's what my view of my role in the culture is. Um, the the path to destruction is broad, but the way to truth, to God, to righteousness is narrow. Um, to me, that spe- that scripture speaks of culture. You can follow the the crowd and um, allow them to lead you, or you can follow Christ and allow him to lead you, and you may get made fun of. You may, you know, we talked about, and we sent each other articles yesterday about the person in China, the pastor in China, Mm. and the pastor in India India. that had been locked up for having these worship services, and they didn't care because they were going to follow Christ. Um, And we were talking about it's the same tactics that... Uh, was used on Christ, humiliate, discredit. Mm-hmm. And that's what the world is going to do to us. It's okay to be hated. Christ said, they will hate you because they hated me first. And what's funny is is this conversation we're having right now, is not that's not even on their minds over in India and China. Right. Yeah, they could care less. They're going to follow Christ. Right. Um, so for me, that's where I want to align myself. I want to align myself with Christ. Um I I don't have to look a certain way or sound a certain way or use certain words um, to make my impact on Christ or on, on the world through Christ. Um, so, so let me let me follow through with that then. So if your purpose is to be a light, 
what's the goal of you being here on earth? Is it just that, you know, the, the illustration of, oh, you're on your boat going to heaven, so your only job on earth is to rip souls from the other way and get them on your boat, you know? like My, Or is it, it let's is, go build wealth is, for everybody? I The only job I have on this earth is to glorify my father which is in heaven so much so that the others can see the love of Christ in me and want that what does that mean practically though practically um it means that i show love compassion and help people and like tangible helping yeah like okay um you know you're driving through a neighborhood and the door is falling down you know stop Say, hey, can I help you? You know, I feel like you might need some help. Would you allow me to help you? Strike up a conversation. Hey, I fixed that door. Let's. You want to go grab some lunch with me? I'd love to have a conversation with you. And, and really showing Christ's love. doesn't have to be um, so much a mission. Like, I have to save one soul. Because it's not you that's going to save anybody. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, I found through throughout my life, um, Christ has had me plant seeds and I don't know if those seeds ever came up and produced fruit or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm called to, produ- you know, plant the seed of Christ in their heart. And, and so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to spread the gospel. Um, and I'm not only going to spread it, but I want to be known as a Christian, um, who loves, mm. who loves and helps. That's, that's for me, that's what's tangible for me. No, that's cool. So, What's your thoughts on it? I'm still working through it. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm, it's something I've been chewing on for probably, actually, it's been almost a year, dude. I, since last February, this mm. is the question that I've been chewing on. Um, and so there's a book that's written by Gabe Lyons that's kind of been shaping my thinking. It's called um, The Next Christians. Uh, if, if, if you've, I'll put this in the show notes too, but um, there's a book called Unchristian which is where a lot of the thought process of our world really, like America really is becoming a post-Christian nation. That took the world by storm in like 2008, 2007, somewhere in there. Oh, so when you were just a baby. Yeah, I was in high school when this <laughs> happened, bro. I was in high school. I, I, maybe in 2009, I don't know. But it was a doom and gloom book. Mm-hmm. But the next Christian was his, well, here's what we can do in this world that's post-Christian. Right. And where he kind of fell, and I really like this idea, is, is he said that, Yes, our purpose here on earth is to what's that purpose? He says, What's the great commission? Is to tell people about Jesus, go out, make disciples, baptize them in the name of the Father, teach them what Jesus commanded. He goes, You cannot get rid of that. And a lot of Christians want to just build benches and build wells and clean up cities. And oh, Jesus loves you, but that's it. There's nothing about the fact of. No, this world is broken, and you will be forever separated from God if right. you don't follow Jesus. They yep. they don't want to have that conversation. So he, p- that's part of loving, though. Correct, right? It's it's almost this. I, but it's like I love you so much. I'm not going to tell you that there's something wrong with you. But is that really loving either? It's like, you know, if your flies down, and you're about to, to walk up on stage. Is that really loving to me to not tell you your flies down? To bro? me, is like, it is it really love, or is, does it just make that person? feel good that they did something nice for somebody exactly exactly so he goes he goes you can't just have one or the other but right. so what his idea was is we're called to um we're, we're, we're called to go out and make disciples right 
but we're also called to what it says is is take care of widows and orphans and right. take care of the poor and be peacemakers and to do all these different things. And and this is how he described it. He says, we are called to live our lives in such a way where people can get a taste of the kingdom to come. Right. So so the way he sets his picture up is, is, you know, you're doing all these acts of service, all these different things. Well, why are you doing this? It's like, well, right. because Jesus loved us. And, and because, you know, we want to show this love to you, oh, this is super cool. And he goes, yeah, just wait till you see what's coming next it's, with the kingdom. It, it, that lines up with what Paul says of, uh, show me your faith without works, and I'll show you my faith by my works. Oh, that was James. Was that James? That okay. was James. My bad. Misquoted that <laughs> one. That's but exactly, thank you. But that's yeah, exactly that's, what it is. that's what it is. As he says, he goes, you know, you can just say, oh, I love Jesus, but it's like if you're not actually doing something with it, then what on earth are you doing? Right. Like you can't say I love Jesus without actually going and do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw my boomer word out here, even though I'm not a boomer. The proof is in the pudding. I know that one. Do you know that one? I know that there one. You go. The proof. I don't know what it means, but I know the proof's in the pudding. So I, I, but my, you get what what it says. I know exactly right. what it is. Yeah. Right. It, it's it's put your money where your mouth is. Right. That's what I tell yep. my team. You say you're a Christian. I'll agree with that statement when I see it. Type be thing. a be a Christian that's known by your love. Exactly. By, you know, by your love for others. So so let's end it there. First Corinthians thirteen. We've talked about love. A right. Lot. You've talked about love a lot. I, I love you, love. You love. You love love. 1 Corinthians 13. Love, peace, and joy, man. <laughs> I mean, it even says, and I know pastors who need to read 1 Corinthians right. 13. Let's just be honest. He goes, you can, ha-, basically, he's the fact of you can have angels at your feet. You can have the best tongue on earth. You can be the best communicator. You could be the best this. You could be the best that. You can do all these different things. But if you don't have love, what are you? You are not just annoying. You're a clinging gong. And how I demonstrated my teens was is I took a drumstick and I would be talking and I would just start hitting the cymbals right. on our on our kit on the drum kit and I'd be like and I did it for like two minutes and I was just hitting the cymbal oh, wow. and they were I'm like were you guys paying attention they're like no you were driving me freaking nuts and I'm like yes and that's exactly what you're doing to unbelievers by the way you're living right. by not having love drop mic I'm out <laughs> but that's what it is yeah, and so right. if we don't have love what, what are we doing well, what do we have what do we have and the answer is. Right. Nothing. Yep. If we don't have love. And, and, and even First Corinthians says all these things will go away, but love will remain. Right. But if you really love someone, you'll open your mouth and tell them the hope that they have. The hope but, that they could have But Jesus. not just tell them. Show them. Show them. Show them. I, I, I will show you my faith by my works is what James said. Right. You know, and that's not... You can't earn your way into heaven. You know, that that's... Uh, there's several... Sex of religion out there. Sex S E C T. I got. In tr- I, I, I was that on the podcast that I said different. No, I, that was. I don't know, but I the, was teaching. But I there's, said it. uh, you know, Jehovah Witnesses. I think of. You mm-hmm. know, they come around, knock on your door. Yep. They have to do that because they have to earn their way into heaven. Right. That's not what that scripture is talking about. Or all the other ones where you have to have enough good outweigh the bad. Or right. That's karma. that's not. You know, or if you don't do enough, like. Catholics believe you got to go do time in purgatory and stuff like that. Right, that's penance and all that's those things. That's yeah. not what I'm. That's not what that scripture means. It's not what that scripture means at all. It means that you are so filled with God's love and your love for God. Which, by the way, we can't love God without God loving us, because God is love, and we wouldn't understand what love is without God. You Calvinist, you. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so the overflow of God's love through us shows shows people the the love of God. And and we do that by 
yes, sometimes actions by helping, by taking care of the orphans, the widows, by giving tithe. Mm-hmm. You know, all these things are important. Giving to missions, sending missionaries, being a missionary in your own community, that's what shows the love of Christ. Telling the good news, telling people that, hey, you're separated from God right now, and I'm going to tell you the good news, but if you don't accept it, I'm going to tell you where you end up. <laughs> right. Like, that's just a God is a just God. You know, if you were a murderer and you went to see the judge and the judge is God, he's not going to just give you a pass, you know. But thankfully, you got a good lawyer and his name is Jesus Christ. And he's going to be like, I'll take his punishment, <laughs> which is unheard of. Well, he said I already did take right, his punishment. Right, right, yeah. Right. So that's, yeah, that's my final thoughts on that. No, I like that. And mine is just one sentence. My final thought is one sentence. In order to invade those spaces with the gospel, you got to be in those spaces. I hear you. That's where I'm at. I feel that. I, I agree with you on that. You got. You got. You can't. You can't be in a compound. Right. You got to be out there. You got to the be world. out. Which honestly, as a pastor, is a struggle, and that's why I'm at Starbucks every single Thursday. Right. I'm trying to rub shoulders with people. So. So if you ever want to see Mark, South Side of South Bend, Thursday Starbucks between, on Ireland Road, between nine and one. There you go. You can go meet Mark. <laughs> you, and, can, you can get a signed picture, probably. And I will say this: if you come see me, I will buy you a drink. There you go. A. a a coffee. A coffee. A coffee. Or a frou-frou drink, because I know you like frou-frou drinks. I do. You like frou I had like two of them last time we got together. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, you, it's okay. I went to Starbucks twice today, so I can't say nothing. No, I didn't. So it's okay. But so, you know, we, we kind of ended with this at every podcast, not the fun facts. We'll get to that in a second. But we always say, if you want to give us a comment about what we've been talking about, please do. And nobody does. People have commented about... We've actually had a couple of rebuttals on our Instagram. We've had one about... Nice. It was a Christian, and they, they rebuttaled it, and I rebuttaled it back. I haven't heard anything back, but I'm like, that's what I want, man. Let's have yeah. some conversations. And we had some good conversations with, with some, some rebuttals on, on Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, yeah it's, it's people, been great. Right, and I will say a lot of my Facebook posts are clickbait. Let's just be honest. Like, I, like, I word <laughs> it's such an obscure way where they're like, what? I can see it both ways. And I'm like, that's the point. You're welcome. You're Mark, such a marketing guy. Marketing yeah. Joel's brain. <laughs> but seriously... If there's something we're missing, or if you have an opinion, or even if you want to tap into this conversation and add more of your voice to it with how do we handle things with art and music and media and the job force and as Christians, how do we enter into these spaces? The art one is very big on my heart right now, Mm. is how do I invade the art culture, right? I mean, that's just one that I've always been, and I don't know how to do it because I'm not that tried and true guards, but I have friends who do, and it's pretty cool. Um, But how do you invade those spaces with the gospel, and at what point do you in your mind, say, I'm still okay with being a photo, the devoted follower of Jesus rather than a someone who, honestly, let's be honest, doesn't look like a Christian, doesn't talk like one, but you claim to be one, but you're, it just your actions don't back up what you say. Right. So let us know. Let us know. But as we land the plane, it is now your favorite time. It is Fun Facts with Dad Tired Fuller. Dad Tired Fuller. Dad I like Tired Fuller. All right. Well, I'm not, I'm not ready. You didn't prep me with this one. What do you mean? Oh I'm, yeah, I know. I'm gonna learn alongside everyone All right. else. Here's here's the fun fact of the ev- or the podcast oh, day go. evening whatever time you're listening. Story time. Did you know a flock of crows is known as a murder? <laughs> what? Some might say that a group of two crows is an attempted murder. Dad joke. <laughs> yeah, a flock of crows is known as a murder. SMH, it's not, bro. It's not. It's not. It's not a flock. It's a murder. There's a cultural reference. SMH, bro. <laughs> 
shaking my head. Good job. Ah, I know that one. I'm see, I'm not that old. Good. I'm trying to think of the other one. You I'm know, like, you talk about how old I am. I'm only like two years older than you. <laughs> if you're older than me, you're old. <laughs> That's just what it is. But if they, they didn't see me, but I was over here, for like palm to forehead, going, I knew what's coming. Yep, there it is. <laughs> I love it, man. All right. Awesome. Hey, we are so thankful for you guys. Thanks for tuning in. We cannot do this without you guys. So until next time, take it easy. Thank you for listening to Real Talk Christian. To help get our podcast into the ears of other people who need to hear these conversations, we would love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. To keep the conversations going, feel free to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and share our content with others. See you next time.